The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Chan, Chan. By the way, that was Chandler uh, weighing in on the air horns today uh, because Sarah is, I believe, um, in Bora Bora mm-hmm. on some sort of. Uh, it's like an eat, pray, love thing. I think it's an. It's like I was going to say a mental retreat yeah. uh, of some sort. Um, of course, none of this is. We can't prove any of it. I have no idea where she is. I'm just taking a best guess. Uh, but Chandler, that was a nice job with the. Thank you. And I, when I do that, I can't even – I'm so sick that my left ear is completely clogged up. So when I do that air horn, I don't even know if it sounds right. Did it that, sound right? Yeah, that's why you're yelling so loudly in oh the my God. studio I, I right now. I probably am. I probably am. I'm sick because last weekend was the big slick in Kansas City and we went all out. I don't have to yeah. tell you, Chan. You were there. I saw a lot of crazy dance moves by a lot of – Different people. Yes. And and uh, Sarah, um, our good friend Sarah Tiana, uh, was there as well mm-hmm. with her boyfriend Chris. Uh, and the Rich Eisen show was there. And uh, a lot of great coverage. Um, Big Slick 9, folks, in case you don't know about it, uh, go to BigSlickKC.org. You can learn all about it. But it's a, it's a really big charity event that does amazing work uh, for, uh, Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City, which, uh, does incredible things. They don't turn any child away for any reason. Um, and, uh, therefore they require a lot of outside support, which is why we do the event. And I do the event. I co-host it with, um, Paul Rudd, Jason Sudeikis, Eric Stone Street, and Dave Keckner. All of us are Kansas City guys, uh, and Kansas City is our hometown. So we, we rally, uh, to support Children's Mercy back home. Uh, our families run the event. They all weigh in year-round uh, building this event, and uh, them along with our executive director, Tara Smith, uh, and all the volunteers. Uh, I mean, a lot of my college buddies, a lot of my high school friends who you, you mm-hmm. met, uh, Chan, they all come back to help as well. So anyway, Big Slick 9, this is our ninth year to do it, our biggest success yet. We had more celebrities than we've ever had, over 40 celebrities coming back to Kansas City from L.A. and New York to lend their support, lend their names, lend their face, uh, and you know get people excited to come out. All of our events, uh, the, the softball game out at, uh, out at the K at a Kauffman Stadium where the Royals play. Which is a beautiful stadium, uh, by is. the way. Thank you. I was so impressed. It's a very beautiful. It is. Thank you. Yeah. And and I'm glad you pointed that out because a lot of people, if you've never been, uh, go get out to the Midwest. Get out to Kauffman Stadium, the K, as they call it. Uh, it is a beautiful stadium um, and a great place to watch a game. We have a softball game out there. We have a bowling tournament. We have a live auction and show. And all of these things were sold out within days. So way to go, Kansas City. And we raised more money than we've ever raised before. Last year, Big Slick 8, we raised $1.75 million in a weekend. This year, Big Slick 9, we raised $2.1 million in a weekend. So that was amazing. 
uh, hats off to everybody who showed up and put their hand in their pocket and came out with some money for Children's Mercy. While we were there, we recorded a lot of interviews uh, during the festivities. Um, because, you know, after the softball game and after the, the show and the auction, uh, a lot of uh, our celebrity guests retreated to uh, the private suite we have at the hotel just for us, just for the celebrities and their, and their guests, um, for karaoke, for poker, for general hanging out and imbibing. And it was a good time. Um, a lot of fun was had. Um, Taryn Killam is a machine he on is, karaoke. He's the greatest karaoke guy I've ever seen. He he's got a great off. voice. And a matter of fact, he does. After the auction and show, he, did you see him jump up with the band? Yeah. And it, he he took over the band, and it sounded good. It sounded great. Like a machine knows every word to any song you could imagine. He truly is um, the karaoke master, yeah. and I don't throw master around lightly. Uh, the he band, puts on a show. The band, uh, Perpetual Change, uh, uh, are some of my fraternity brothers, <laughs> and they're an awesome band. They've been around for a while. They, they really – they can play any song in the book. They themselves are like a human jukebox. And uh, so you put those two together, and good things were going to happen, and sure yeah. enough, they did. You saw they it. They did. Um, Sarah, who's not with us today – again, we're guessing that she's on some sort of retreat in the Himalayas, uh, working on her soul, perhaps – a lot of meditation. Yep. Or just an extended Manny Petty that, you know. <laughs> that we weren't invited to. That we to. weren't invited to. Again, these are just, we don't know where she is, so we're guessing. Um, but Sarah and Chris uh, did talk to us uh, after the celebrity softball game. And I, got, I, I, I promised Sarah I would point this out, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point it out. Yeah. Sarah played amazing softball. Yeah. A lot of people told her she was the MVP, and I, I, I agree. I'm one of those. I'm one yeah. of the people who said you were the MVP because she made two stellar catches. Yeah. She hit well. She caught. She fielded a ground ball and, and fired it in. Like She, she, she came was, to play. She came to play. Uh, while everybody else was, it was pretty much screw around Jones, she was a hard-nosed softball player. I think it's because she warmed up with the Hall of – who was the Hall of Famer she warmed up with that played for Kansas? Yeah, probably uh, Brett Saberhagen. Yep, that's who it was. Saberhagen. She warmed up with him. Uh, if you warm up with Sabes, you know, Sabes takes a – the fact that they were warming up tells yeah. you a lot. My warm-up consisted of a Stella. Uh, no, it was actually a Boulevard Wheat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boulevard Wheat with a lemon which was really nice because it was about 98 degrees and it just so cold hit the spot. Anyway. Um, so anyway, uh, uh, Chris and Sarah talked to us uh, after the game. Uh, you want to listen to that one? Let's hear, hear what they have to say. This is Sarah Tiana. Here we are at the Big Slick and my boyfriend, Chris Brockman, is the first guest. Hey, what's happening? <laughs> We've been... Dummy. We've been drinking a lot, and we, have. we just finished the celebrity softball game. And Chris, you were a bystander, and I so was. you watched the game. I watched everything that happened. And so, can you just give us, because you're a sportscaster, correct? Can you just give us a summary of what you saw and what happened? Uh, everyone else was terrible. You were a superstar. <laughs> well, you yeah. made two web gems out in the field. Okay. Robbed folks, as some might say. Charlie Day twice. You got Charlie Day twice, (laughs) specifically. No big deal. Uh, Who, by the way, is a sneaky good athlete. Sneaky good. I think you look at him on Always Sunny and some of the movies he's been in, you're like, there's no way this dude is good at sports. 
Right. And he is ridiculous. He was on our show, the Rich Eisen Show, earlier uh, Friday uh, at the Big Slick here at Kauffman Stadium. And he said he was a five handicap at golf. That's now, crazy. That's, that is that's crazy good, right? good. That is like he shoots under 80 every time out, which if I shoot under 90, that's right. my greatest round of all time. Like, I'm pretty much lucky to shoot in the 90s. You're lucky to play golf, to be honest. Oh, yeah, no, that, that's you true. You always talk about playing, and then you and never, never go. go. I never go. <laughs> You, Mostly, I'm too injured from you're playing. You're a scratch golfer, and by scratch, I mean you go. I'm scratching that idea, and I'm gonna lay at home and not do and anything. And I'm gonna today. sit on the couch and watch golf <laughs> yeah. on TV. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. How many uh, times do you watch golf and go? Uh, Tiger's in the zone. In the zone. That's my you favorite love, phrase. I know you like that. But look, that. let's be honest. Uh, 2018, Tiger's back. Like that's the narrative okay. right now. Tiger's back. Everyone so, else sucks. Tiger's back. What are your other sports scoops? Because I always steal your uh, your scoops from my podcast. Oh, so my it's sports only, scoops? You're, it's only right for you to deliver them. Yeah, well, no, nothing's really going on right now. I mean, breaking news, the Warriors are playing the Cavaliers again for the 38th straight Kershaw. year in the NBA Finals. Kershaw. Kershaw pitched last night. Wasn't that great? Only threw 90 miles an hour. Yeah. Back on the disabled list. Yeah. So Dodgers, big trouble. Big trouble. Not going to the World Series. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I listen to your show. I know that's what you guys do every once in a while. You don't listen to our show. I've listened to a couple. You've never listened. Not true. I've listened to a few. This, you Maybe can't be post true. Super because Bowl. if you had listened, you would have yelled at me for the things I said about you. Oh, no. <laughs> so I know that you haven't listened. I haven't been listening. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I have some binging to do in the plane ride back to Los Angeles on Sunday morning. Okay, All how right. is it like for you out there playing softball? You know what? You have sneaky skills, by the way. I was impressed. Thank I've you. I've never really seen you in action. Well, And so right, it was nice right. that, like... You never see me play sports. Yeah, really. right. And so it's nice that I don't have to kick you out of the house that we just moved into. <laughs> <laughs> well, I played softball in high school. And, yeah, but, know, how many, but how many years? Only one. Or two. One. I know high school was 50 years ago, I know. so like, try to think back. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> it was 40. Uh, but then I played on the Comedy Store softball team, so I played oh, in, okay. like, rec leagues okay. for, you know, but it's been probably four years since I since played, you played softball. Okay. So. Your, arm, your arm's pretty good, and you have some nice skills. We have gone to the batting cages before, so we I know have. that, like, you have some decent pop when you connect, but you're fielding. Fielding top, was top on. Notch. When fielding was on. Top notch. And you know what? I was only standing over there because it was in the shade. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was standing in that section Which, by the way, behind third base. Veteran move by you because it was a thousand degrees <laughs> yeah. here in Kansas City today. Like we yeah. live in Los Angeles, obviously, so we're spoiled with the you know 68, 70 degrees every you know in dry heat, as everyone says. It is humid yeah, in the Midwest. Humid. Like, thank goodness I don't have any hair or yeah. it would have been out of control frizzy today. <laughs> you, you definitely don't have any hair. I do, yeah, thank you. But I, I know. you have good sports knowledge yeah. and I respect and also, it. I love we, stealing it. We said this a couple of times. It was actually a good thing I was not playing in this game. Oh, yeah. Because I, I would have taken this way too seriously. Oh. You were taking it seriously for me. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I would have demanded to play shortstop for one. Yeah, and bat, all-time shortstop. All-time shortstop and bat third, just yeah. so I can get plenty of at-bats. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I would have been trying to hit a home run on every pitch. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. It would have been terrible. I watch you in rec yeah, league right. sports. I know how serious it would you not take have it. ended well. So I'm actually glad to have been. An and Al Roker was the ref, Al and Roker, you would have yelled at Al Roker yes. for the first time in your life. <laughs> yeah. Because I love watching the Today Show every single you, morning. You watch the Today Show every, every day. single morning for at least an hour before our own show, mm-hmm. which is not how Rich would probably want me to prepare. But hey, look, I have a thing for Hoda Kotb. Sue me. You do. <laughs> I do. You love Hoda. I love Hoda. So, Do you imagine her whatever when we're together? Moving on, we're uh, <laughs> uh, it's our first time here at the Big Select of Kansas City. Yeah, uh, bowling tomorrow. Bowling tomorrow. Pretty excited about that. Some we are right guests. now. By the way, let me just take over your podcast. We are at the dugout suite here at Kauffman Stadium. Just celebrities everywhere. Everywhere. Food everywhere. Drinks are flowing. Michael Ian Black's uh, name on his Royals jersey says, very, very famous, famous. Two, 203. My favorite is uh, Robert Smigel. Bob Robert has Smigel. a jersey that says someone. Someone. Because everyone knows him as like, wait a minute, isn't that guy? Yes. yes. He's Triumph, Triumph the, the insult, insult comic, comic dog. dog. You know who he is. Triumph was on his hand as his glove. <laughs> and then... <laughs> He did it, you know, he's right-handed, so he was trying to catch things with, with Triumph and with then Triumph. trying to throw with his left hand. So, of course, he right. can't throw. Can't I'm going to talk to him about that yeah, later. Amazing. So there's so, lots of people to talk to uh, it's been for so the fun. Big Slick. There's lots of people yes. here. So It's been a very fun time, all for a great cause. Children's Mercy Hospital here in Kansas City. All right. They raised $1.7 million last year, looking to get to $2 million this year. It's such a great event, so I encourage you to check it out. BigSlickKC.org. And uh, like I said, I've taken over Riggle's picks here for Sarah Tiana. She has no idea what she's doing, but I I'm love sorry, her I still the same. I was talking to Angela Kinsley from it's the office, good. and I was, she's like, are you guys doing a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, you're about to are be on Are you guys it. like doing a podcast? All right, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Hey, friends, Rob Riggle here. Let me tell you, me tell you straight, because no one else is going to tell you straight. I'm going to tell you straight. You're going to lose your hair. Stone cold fact. 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35. And if you start to notice it by then, hey, listen, it's too late. It's too late. It's easier to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. Just a fact again, friends. 4hims.com is the solution. A one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual, well, sexual wellness. I was going to say awareness. Both. Why not? For men, all right? Come on, guys. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat that hair loss. Well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescription solutions backed by science. No waiting room, no awkward doctor visits. Save hours by going to forhims.com. So easy. Answer a few quick questions. Doctors will review and prescribe to you what you need. Products are shipped directly to your door. Friends, order now. My listeners, get a trial month of hymns for just $5 today, right now while supplies last. See website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash wriggle. That's forhims, F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash wriggle. Forhims, 
dot com slash wriggle. Go there, see what you can find out. Friends, it's time to fight that baldness. Oh, Sarah did a lot of interviewing out there, and she's mm-hmm. got uh, she's got some more stuff coming at you. I jumped in when I could, but I was the host, so I was out there. A lot of running around. I was running around, glad-handing, doing interviews, doing all kinds of stuff, but I jumped in when I could. But Sarah did take the ball, and she ran with it. God bless her. And you too, Chan. Yeah. You jumped in there. I appreciate that. This next clip, we're going to be talking to uh, Mary Lynn Rice Cup uh, about, um, well, the sound quality, to be honest with you. Uh, it was a little shaky from time to time. Uh, we're going to talk about Sarah. We're going to hear again about Sarah's killer performance on the softball field. I don't know if she'll ever let that go. She may, she may wear that uh, that feather in her cap for a long, long time to come. Uh, we talk comedy. We talk um, about actually going to visit the kids in yeah. the hospital, which is a very powerful experience. Um, you know, most people don't find themselves in a children's hospital or in a hospital with veterans. Uh, either you know. It's very um, humbling. It's humbling. Uh, you real you get grateful real fast, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's a powerful. It can have a powerful experience or a powerful uh, impact on the person who goes. So, it was wonderful that they went, and we talk a little bit about that. I know. So I'm here with Mary Lynn Raskov. Hey, what's up? Um, this is amazing that you're doing this here. Is there going to be a lot of background noise? Yeah, that's the best. It's not going to... doesn't matter. So exciting. This is me and Riggle's podcast, so we don't give a shit about you anything. You don't give a shit. We don't need shit. it to sound good. Swearing? No. We shit it. Actually, we the shit worse on it. it sounds, the worse it makes Rob look, because it's called <laughs> Riggle's Fix, not Tiana's Fix. That's right. So I'm doing this because I don't care what he thinks. Dang, they're treating us good here. They're really everywhere, treating us Everywhere good. we go, there's like snacks and alcohol so and many. handlers. I like, know. clearly this was uh, organized by somebody who's not an actor, but informed <laughs> by an actor, performer, who's like, yeah, you need to have a bar. <laughs> everywhere. If they're going to stop somewhere, there needs to be, like, nachos <laughs> than a bar. Dude, our lunch menu had drinks on the menu. Yeah. And I just circled the cocktail section. You did? Along with a salad. <laughs> I was uh, peer pressure at lunch. We did not sit near each no. other. Um, but who was it? Uh, you Carissa, were with Chris who... Oh, yeah. She ordered a cider, and then everyone else was like, oh, it was that thing of like, oh, you're ordering one? I'm ordering one, too. I got a I drank a daily. cider, but I, it put me right to sleep oh. for the break. Oh, for the break. That's I dangerous. Right so, but what we did were, you do for the break? Were you podcasting? I, I watched uh, Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel better. I thought you were going to be like, I socialized. Oh, I worked out. <laughs> I worked oh, out. I, I worked out, and then I went back to the children's hospital and just visited more kids. <laughs> so what did you do? <laughs> uh, yeah, I went to a couple of other hospitals, like so uh, comp- competitive yeah. competition. Veterans hospital. Yeah. Uh, did any? Have you talked about how you crushed it in the game? Chris and I were just talking about Damn, that. Damn, girl. Did he fall in love with you? Is he all over you now? He's you know like, oh, so you're so hot. Is that my biggest nightmare is being proposed to at a stadium or, like, anything in public. And, I, and he knows it's, like, my biggest pet peeve. And I could tell that me playing softball good made him so happy. Like, we've been together two and a half years. But I know it made him fall in love with me a little bit more. And and I was like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't propose at the stadium. No, he wants to. You catch the ball. He's like, will you marry me? Um, You guys have been together two and a half years? Two and a half years. I didn't 
didn't know that because yeah. I feel like in your act you're talking about being single. I know. Okay, you're holding on to it for the act. I still not to ruin I'm not it. Hashtag, hashtag cut this part out. No, we're not, no, you're not no. married. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear that. that. I have a, a bunch of bits about him. So my new stuff. Okay. So the special that I have coming out in the fall is all my single stuff that I'm retiring. Okay. And I have a bunch of new stuff about him. Gotcha. You know, my only job as a girlfriend is to turn my head when he's like, babe, watch this. You know, like, that's literally all I have to do. I don't have to do much. But, um, yeah, my biggest nightmare is getting proposed to at the stadium. But I want to talk about us going to the hospital. We were on the same group Yes, going to the hospital. Uh, I thought you were amazing. (laughs) You were so good. But I said nothing. Well, No one recognized recognized me. No, they, they thought I was on SNL, which is not true. <laughs> that, that one guy, he goes, no jokes? I was like, I, I don't know who you think what I you am, mean? but your child is sick and you're a dad. I'm just going to laugh. <laughs> and um, I, I want to be who you want me to be, but I don't know what to do right now. Right. I'm yeah. not sure who you think I am. Yeah, who did they think you were? I guess they think that you're SNL. Or Kristen Wiig. Or That's Mom. nice. I would, I would think Kristen Wiig. Go on. Yeah. Yeah, I do have that quality where I, I'm a type. I could be. People think I'm Jenna Fisher. People think I'm. Did you ever do Mad TV? You never did any. No, of that? I auditioned for Mad TV. I auditioned for The Office. I, uh, I auditioned for all of them. I, I never auditioned for us now. But yeah, the hospital was. Um, it was pretty amazing. It was. What was really hard for me was not being able to touch the kids and, like, just hug them and be like, oh. Yeah, at the door, you had to act like, hey, this is totally cool and fun to just be standing at the door. And also, like, you're not supposed to ask them what's wrong with them. And, like, which is totally different because I do all those military shows, you know. And, like, and they, you have to ask them what happened. Because they want to talk about it. Well, the more they tell the story, the easier it gets. You have to ask them. Like, Bob Hope used to call their parents and tell them what happened for them. But that was the hardest thing for them. It's like, like, I don't want to tell my mom really? what happened. So he would call their mom, you know? So getting them to just talk and say the story over and over again, it gets easier. And Well, so, that one kid that we had who was like, uh, yeah, I got a tube in my butt. Yeah, like, that kid, Zach or something. He was starting to talk about well, it. Well, he was like, yeah. Maybe it's. I wanted to be like, what's worse, a tube in your butt or watching The Bachelor? Because (laughs) the only person he recognized was Chris Harrison, and he goes, "You're on that show. My mom makes me watch." Yes, that was brilliant. And he didn't want to see any of us because he was like, "I don't." None of you are the famous people. But then he recognized David, which I was like, thank God. Yeah, finally David came up because he's... Yeah, it activates a weird thing because you want to please them. You want to give them something fun. You want to be like, I'm from this thing. Yeah. Does that make you happy? They're too young to watch any of the stuff that we're on. Yeah. So there's that. Like I love when you're like, Chelsea Lately, guys? (laughs) Yeah, right. Hey, did you guys uh, ever see... a uh, podcast that I did uh, with Tom Segura uh, or Joey Diaz, you know, where I passed out. They're real wholesome. Yeah, I mean, it was a very bizarre experience, but also, like, I, we had a kid that sang to us, remember? He was amazing. And that was like, oh, there's your chorus line. Thank you. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, darling. Cheers. Babe, I, uh, oh. this one's getting low, too, but I'll hold on to it. <laughs> Look at Latrugalo is just watching us. Yeah. Oh, here comes so Chris jealous. Harrison. So wants to be in here. Oh my God! He zipped up his fly. Did he do that for us? That was for us. That was a bit. Who knew that Chris Harrison was such a funny guy? I had no idea. 
Did you know that? No, I had no idea. Yeah. And he so specifically loves what he does. At lunch, he was like talking about being an actor and like I don't know how you say the line and like wait for right. hours and then deliver and repeat it because right. he's such a specific like live TV thing. And I, I was like. How many cameras do you guys use with The Bachelor? Like two or three? Right. He goes eight to ten. Yeah, I was I w- like, I don't know anything about that whole genre. Well, how long have you been acting? My, I had my SAG card since 1996, bro. Really? Yeah, girl. Well, the first thing I A remember you in was um, Legally Blonde, I think, right? It's like, are you... You're such a great character actor, and you and you play that friend that, like... The funny friend, which I always, when I was starting, when I moved to L.A. to be an actress, I never wanted to be the lead character. I wanted to be the neighbor, like the funny neighbor that, like, never gets laid or whatever. Yes. But I looked like too much of, like, a hometown girl to ever get that quirky part. And, like, when I auditioned for, I, I got a part on Reno 911, and I literally walked in in, like, a completely different outfit. I put on glasses and I had my hair up and I took my makeup and I put it in a weird way, you know, almost to disguise my face because it's like, it's too small town girl. You mean too pretty? No, it's just, it's cute. Pretty, people never ask you out. When you're cute, everyone thinks they have a chance. So like the busboy's like, do you want to fuck Is that true? Do you get asked out by the busboy? Yeah, yeah. You get asked out by everybody because they think they have a chance. <laughs> when you're I think pretty, I, nobody... I have a vibe. It's probably different now that I'm married and have a kid and I'm starting to care way less and not give a fuck. But I have a vibe where people think they not only have a chance, but they can just dominate me and I'll do whatever they want to do. Really? I'm like, okay. Yeah. Is that because you play timid characters uh, probably, on Probably. Really? Yeah. I have issues. So I go you, from timid to controlling, like the real me. I think stand-up has helped me to, like, find my uh, nugget of anger well, inside. I remember when you first started stand-up because I was at the comedy store, and I've been at the comedy store for 14 years, but I've only been a paid regular for seven. That's a and, long time. You know, it's quite the thing when oh, an actress comes in and everyone's like, oh, this is this celebrity actress. I'm glad I didn't know that I had the vibe of like, because I think everyone was like, what the fuck is she doing? Well, it was, yeah. You know, I went, when I started at the comedy store, I actually had an open mic there in the 90s with a friend. I only did comedy, but it was very alt. Anyway, probably when you saw me, I had been on the road doing like an hour of stand-up but the comedy store was completely different oh, it's complete. so i went in there and i was like i got this and then it was like oh wow. i don't got this yeah, but like, that was part of like my love affair with the comedy store because it's like oh shit it, it, you have it to forces it out. you to like figure it out and go deeper and get deeper broader in some ways deeper but in some ways just like quick and they want to know like What's your thing? Like, what's your... Right. Where are you at? Where are you coming well, from? You have to take so much control at the comedy store. And I think that's what it Right. They're not you. coming to you. They're not buying tickets to see you. No. They're so coming all my to stuff, see. I mean, I give myself credit. It's not like I didn't have jokes on the road. I had solid things that I was working on, but their tickets were to see me. So they were already inclined to, like, you know, where is it? The comedy store. It's an interesting... The comedy People store doesn't like, give a huh. fuck about who, how famous yeah. you are. And that's why I like it, because it's exciting. You know, when I first saw you, I saw you in the belly room. I think you 
were in there with Duncan Trussell at the time. Really? Yeah. And so I was like, all right, whatever. This is Duncan's friend. And so whatever. I'm like, but this is just some, you know, as a woman, you know, everyone's just like. Of course. Like, my biggest problem at the comedy store is that people always complain about not getting past there. But I'm like, but you didn't do the work. You have to put in the work. I put in the work. I was there. I ran shows there. I booked shows there. I worked there. You know, like, I, and I couldn't work the door. I couldn't, you know, w women weren't allowed to work the door. Is that true? Yeah, no, women, because Sam Kinison in the 80s uh, beat up Argus in the parking lot because he was roughing up Mitzi because they were both on coke. <laughs> and so she was like, only men can work the door, which meant I didn't only know men that. could work everywhere else in the club. And then her husband cheated on her with a blonde waitress who did comedy. So you couldn't be blonde and do, be a waitress and do comedy. Yeah. So I had no other option except to run rooms. But what I respected about you is that I saw you there as every time I was there. Which meant <laughs> yeah, you were putting in the work. And I never saw that with a lot of other women. And I really, I mean... I've seen your stand-up develop so much more just from when you started. You're making you me want to do more sets. You know, you, <laughs> you go are, through a You're week. really good. You're really Thanks, good girl. because you're really honest. And I think that, I mean, that's what comedy is. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, like, I always did alt rooms, and I always was like, I do comedy. But I I never fully jumped in because I always got acting work. and I But I never fully went out. So I was like, all right, either you got to do yeah. it or give it up. Right. And that's when I started putting in the work. And the comedy store has been so amazing. Yeah. They're good to like you. Like, now I, I take off four or five days. And in that four or five days, I'm like, I should just stop doing this. I got to go to bed early. I should get up and do yoga. And then I go back. And you know what's interesting? When I have that attitude of, like, I'm done. Then I have the fucking best sets. Best of course. Yeah. When you're, like, relaxed. You don't give I a let fuck. go. I don't right. give a fuck. And then it's another level of like, oh, shit. Yeah. Because now I've been working that material. Mm -hmm. So now I got the material. But I'm like, I don't care. I'm just going to connect with you. And I'm going to be like, this is where it's at for me. And then it feels like, well, now I got to go back and do the like three more knows sets. everything. And like Josh Whipp was telling me the other day that he has this joke. And like all the jokes in it kill this bit, except for this one joke. And it never works, and he does it every time. <laughs> and he talks about how it never works every time. And I'm like, it doesn't work because the audience, you change. You did something different right before that because you're anticipating that it's not going to work. And it distracted them, and they probably didn't even hear the joke. Because you do little things as a comic. You're approaching you, it. You're saying, like, just his energy. Right, your energy changed, and they can read that. Like, our Ooh. job as a comic... It's to notice things that most people don't notice. But we also are extremely sensitive people. So we I can walk we can walk in a room and be like, oh, that's a they're on a date. They're friends, they're brother and sister, they're from another country. You just know that. But By you the don't way, can I bring it. that back to what I saw you doing at the hospital today? I was like, oh shit. I was noticing some next level as a comic. Uh -huh. No, I mean I know you we just were just in there, I was chit chatting, but just to like read into it as a comic, I was like, oh you're it's not like, oh, you're reading your room. Because it wasn't, you weren't performing and doing jokes, but just the way you were connecting and putting yourself out there and yes. find, finding things, general things to connect to is an aspect that 
I don't know if that's from your stand-up or if you're like that, or it's probably a combo. It's a combo. Um, yeah, again, it's not like you're going in there doing bits, but I saw you, like, reaching out to people. I saw yeah. you, like, you know, quick, simple things. Not like... Uh, zingers, but like no. seeing the women working there, and you're like, "What are you guys not working?" Yeah, no, nobody's working. And there. it's just like, it's so great because you're just like them laugh. throwing, right? Throwing so stuff out that there. They are working. Yes. Yeah, and like, but I think that's what the best is comics is that we're really good listeners and we can read a vibe. So when the vibe is, so how serious, did you do that with the kids today? Because you could tell that they were nervous. I could just tell that they were yeah. nervous. So you have to get them talking about something that makes them comfortable, and then they lose the nervousness. Just goes away because yeah. now they're. Well, how do you know what to talk about? I mean, you know? I was there. I saw. It's yeah. almost yeah. You're just kind of like pulling you're whatever. Just pulling whatever you you ask about it. And, and we were all kind from? of doing it. It's like, where are you from? You are you a stuffed sports. animal? Sports yeah. was a good Aaron one. Aaron knew all about the stuffed animals because of his kids. Yeah, it's like we all had different. Uh, knowledge that we could use to help them to try to connect in some way because uh, just so people know like we weren't allowed to go in the room we're yeah. standing at the doorway and the kids are inside the room and we're trying to have a conversation five six seven feet away yeah, and acting like oh we're just at a cocktail party yeah, hey we're what's just up hanging out but we're totally cool that we each can't other. come near you we can't come near because you because you're can't. so sick yeah can't touch you we can't do anything so it's like how do you connect from that far away? It's like yeah. it's like an audience where the front three rows are empty. And yes. you're like, guys, like I need your energy, but and it's all the energy was the same. It was like very like tough. Yes. Hard, but like we were all just pulling whatever we could. Like, oh, you like superheroes. So then Daniel would come in and like be the superhero guy. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. So, yeah. you know, the kid's wearing a Jordan shirt, so we're like, we're going to talk about basketball <laughs> yeah. because he's obviously like, oh, what video sport. game are you playing? Yeah. Oh, what? Uh, Let's start a conversation. When's your birthday? Yes. That other little girl. Oh, you yeah. just turned five. Yeah. And guy, I got into it with uh, when we were in that first room with a couple of the moms, and I felt like, I don't know, there's a weird, almost felt like I wanted to be a witness to what they were going through. Like oh that God. one woman who was in her pajamas and she was smiling, but her whole vibe, you could tell she was just like... Exhausted. Exhausted and like... Living at a not, hospital. And yeah, like exuding this like... Just trying to get through it. Like not... She didn't want to give off that vibe, you know? It wasn't her... Yeah. It was just like maintaining... Yeah. What, what she had to do to get through it. And I did ask her, you know, I was like okay where how did you sleep what's going on oh, with your good. kid uh-huh. like how old is your kid and and um it's pretty uh, uh mind opening and it makes you very grateful and uh right you have a you son. know you see yeah. i see her getting emotional and it's like i am too but it's my job to be like hey i'm here like right. it's it's okay like yeah. you're you're still normal we're here we're gonna right. we're gonna connect if i can distract you for a right. couple minutes if i can listen to you for yeah. a couple minutes like great oh we're, we're just there to take their mind off of something and if i can second. hear what you're going through yeah. even though it's like you know we're, we didn't do that with the kids i, I wonder if like one-on-one i think it's kind of the way this is structured too because mm-hmm. we're going up as a group and it's oh, so yeah. fast it's like why would you get into it so you many know? people yeah yeah we i mean 
And but that one pregnant. kid is like, I got a, I got a tube in my butt. Like, <laughs> there is an aspect of it. They probably do want to well, talk about it. He also was like, where are the famous people? And we, he didn't think any of us were famous yes. enough. And then Daniel what do you convinced do? him that he was on The Flash, and he like told him what Thank character God. he was, and then that saved us because Taryn's like. I was doing SNL, and you're like, I was on 24, and then like, like none of them are, they're all too young to see any of the stuff that we're on. Yes. Hi, Joan. Hi. What are you doing? So, we are going to head over to the major donor suite, our $100,000 and $50,000 donors. Would you guys like to what join the? us? Yes, we yeah, would love would. to join you. Would you like to meet people that pay that kind of money to meet you guys? Yes. Uh, yes. I'm sure I'm the one that they want to meet, so I'll go first, Mary Lynn, and then, of course and then they are. you say you come last. I've had just enough Thank beer to meet these people. Thank you for talking on our podcast. Thanks for having me. Hey, take a moment to think about your undies. Ah, it's weird, right? It's a weird request, Riggle. But your first thought probably isn't, they're awesome, which is why I want to tell you about me undies. They're comfy, awesome undies that'll make you feel good from the moment you put them on, and when you feel good, friends, anything is possible. Me undies are made with a material sustainable with a with a material sustainably sourced from beechwood trees. Their naturally softer fiber makes a fabric that won't sag or ride up. Trust me, once you put on a pair, you're going to understand what I'm talking about. With Me undies, you can get undies sent right to your door. No more hunting around for the perfect pair at a crowded store and eventually settling on something that is good enough. MeUndies is so sure you'll love the first pair that if you're not happy, they'll do whatever it takes to get you into the right pair. And if they can't, keep them. And they'll refund you. That's right. Keep them and they'll refund you. So this is really risk-free to try out the best underwear ever. Here's the offer, my friends. Are you still not sure? Well, MeUndies has a real deal for my listeners. First-time purchasers get 20% off their first pair of MeUndies and free shipping. That's 20% off plus free shipping and a guarantee that you and your MeUndies will be very happy together. So get your butt over to MeUndies.com and treat yourself right. To get your 20% off your first pair of Free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash Wriggles. That's with an S. I don't know why. That's MeUndies.com slash Wriggles, plural. And also here at Wriggles Picks, we're doing something fun for you guys and Sarah. What? What's going on, Shane? Yeah. We're pairing up with MeUndies. If you get a pair of MeUndies with our code, Wriggles, we will send you another pair. You have to send us proof, maybe a receipt, you in a PG version of the underwear. We'll send you another PG, pair. PG, that's important. Let's PG, let, let's keep please. it clean, people. Let's not be riffraff. Let's keep it clean. Yeah. And and we'll also help Sarah out and we're going to gift her a pair of MeUndies in honor of you buying a pair. Oh my gosh, the girl is making out like a bandit. Way yeah. to go, Sarah. And she needs them, let's be honest. She does. That might be why she's not here with us today is I think it is. She may be looking for underwear. She has no underwear. Yep. It's really hard on her and Chris in their yep. relationship. I'm sure it is. That can that can cause trouble anywhere. And I feel like we here at Wriggles Picks and our listeners need to help her out. I Chan, you, I couldn't you couldn't have said it any better. Thank you. All right, so this next uh, uh, moment from the Big Slick is taken from uh, an evening after most of the stuff had died down. We were back at the uh, uh, hospitality suite. Mm-hmm. And Blake Voigt, who is one of the most outstanding magicians I, I've ever had the privilege of seeing, 
uh, was practicing his witchcraft. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no other name for it. He may call it magic, uh, but it's it's witchcraft. He did some things that truly were disturbing, um, and uh, with magic, uh, black arts, uh, whatever you want to call it. I was convinced that he was uh, a witch. And I think everyone else was. Yeah, well, everybody started the witch chant, yeah. and we debated whether or not we should throw him off the balcony because we would assume he would live. Um, at, cooler heads prevailed, and we decided not to. But uh, we did talk to everybody. I think we talked to a, a, a lot of people that were in the room. I mean, Paul Rudd was in the room. Sam uh, Levine. Sam Levine, Chris Daughtry. Uh, you know, there was, a, there was a lot of people in the room witnessing uh, this, this magic. And it was truly in some of the most impressive stuff I've ever seen in my life. And I, I've, I've been to the Magic Cast. I've been all around. I've seen shows a lot in my life. This was some of the best magic I've ever seen. So this was, uh, I think we actually talked to Blake. We talked to the people that were in the room. Uh, truly, truly amazing witchcraft. Oh my God. You're the worst and the best at the same time. At the best. At the same time. Listen, Chris Harrison, you weren't even invited to this room. No, no, he's here? invited. He's invited. No, he's not. Fair, fair, fair. Come over here, Chris. Do the horn. Do the horn. Nobody loves the horn from Sarah as much as Sarah loves the horn. Give it your best. Hey, seriously. One arm bandit tonight. You spent about a thousand dollars. Two thousand. Two thousand. But thank you. You smoke four packs of cigarettes. Two, but two, people. but okay. Did you ever win a fucking thing? Yeah. I won a grand prize of two hundred and fifty dollars and then I gave I it love grand right prize. back. Grand prize means nothing. Grand, the the grand prize would have been what? A, like a Pontiac? No, it was two hundred and fifty dollars on Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo. the bu- Buffalo. You won a Fiero, didn't you? You won a Fiero. You won the okay. Fiero. First of all, the fact that your reference is a Fiero is really telling. It's the best fucking car ever. It is. It's a dynamite two seater. Everybody knows that. <laughs> it's dynamite two seater. <laughs> like. And by the way, don't don't shake Tesla. don't shake the truth, Sarah. Don't shake the truth. You guys wanted the Cabriolet. I had the Fiero. You did. Yeah. I see you in a Fiero. Oh, hi, David uh, Wayne. David, David Wayne. Good to be on the radio. <laughs> Listen, David, <laughs> well, we're really podcast, busy. We're very busy. It's not, it's not the radio. A-I-N on the radio dial. You're covering your ear like it's a radio, but it's not. Love stinks. David, we're very busy. Sorry, go back. I just want 30 minutes of Sarah doing that tonight. I want, I want, mic. I don't even want to be here right now. I want you Sarah don't. to run amok. I want you Sarah. You wanted to be here since Wednesday. I have been working this. I know. Listen You're, to my voice. Look at your voice. Listen to my voice. Your voice I have been, is hoarse. You know what it is? It's like, oh, really? You work for a such and such corporation? Thank you for supporting us. Uh, God bless you. Hey, God bless you. Aaron, I, Go, go Cougars. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, I don't a, know what that was, but that was nothing. I w- this is nothing me remotely saying, close like, to you should. Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> it's my backpack that you guys gave to me for free. <laughs> yeah, it's a gift. It's yeah, called it's a, a gift. gift. Who are we going to give the mic to? Let's give right. it to Will. Let's talk to Black Magic Johnny here. <laughs> yeah, Black Magic hey, Johnny. Hey, Blake. This is our We're here at the Big Slick. Uh, this is Rob Riggle, Sarah Tiana with me, Chandler with us. 
Uh, Blake, you just did some mind-bending magic. Blake, what's your last name? Voight. See, I was going to say Toit, but yeah. it's Voight. I thought it was Voight. Uh, Blake Voight is one of the greatest Voight. magicians I've ever seen in my entire life. And I can say that honestly. Because I've seen, seen I've one seen, magician. No, I've seen so, a couple. So no, far. don't be rude. So far. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. I, but I have seen him do mind, mind-bending magic. And I'm talking... If right, you he saw ran it. up to me and said, he's a devil, because I... I did. I swear to God, I screamed witch. I screamed witch. No, last night, and I said, I really, were I like, said, let's I, burn him at the stake. I did. I, I said to a couple friends, it. Sarah, I got, I, I got to tell I said to a couple friends, I go, if we let him leave this room, then we're part of the problem. Right. Like, we have to we have to kill him. Well, there's a reason no offense, this room buddy, has no a offense. balcony. In my opinion, there's yeah. a reason this room has a balcony. And we're on the 10th floor. God, is God talking I, to you right now? I'm, Talk to me, Sarah. Is God talking listen, to you right now? God talks to Sam. It's the whiskey. Sam Levine, everybody. Sam and Levine. The whiskey is talking to her, and it's talking to me, too, and we have to kill this guy. Listen, Blake, you're a talented magician, and but you obviously dabble in the dark arts, and you've summoned the devil, um, <laughs> and you've summoned the dark, the dark world to our world. And so it's not so much that I, I fear what you've done, but oh, I take that back. I totally fear what you've done. And I feel like it's my obligation to America to make sure that you don't hurt anybody. And the only way I can do that is by throwing you off the ledge. Now, listen, I know that sounds terrible. I know that sounds terrible. So, so look, I'm not committed to that yet. I'm not committed. I haven't. Right. I haven't you know. so, tell me, tell me your, tell me your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts on the magic you did tonight because it, it really, I can, I, this is our podcast. We can cuss. It really fucked me up. Yeah, so my thoughts on the, the performances tonight were uh, I, I normally perform silly silly magic, like where I goof around, and I'm I think really it's really sure it fun to... Sam, do you think it was yeah, silly? Yeah, but I no, think that it, was straight witchcraft. But then I, I like mixing in uh, more serious stuff. It seems more of a contrast. So tonight I tried to what do you, that. What you did in this room was pure black art. <laughs> how, did you, how did you summon the devil? How do, you, how do you talk to the demon? You start by... Sacrificing a goat at the beginning right. of the night. I, knew I fucking it. knew it. I fucking knew, knew it. it. Don't knew check it. my room. Knew it. Sam Levine knew it. I Tell fucking Sam. knew it. Here's here's the thing. I'm a pretty skeptical guy, and people. Sam Levine, this, everybody. This is Sam Levine. People are listening to this. They're like, whatever. I'm skeptical too. If I watched that magician do his shit, I'd know exactly what he was doing. You fucking would not. You would be like, God damn it. That guy, he's a partner of Satan's, and he just made shit happen that is not supposed to happen in our natural world, and I need to go talk to a priest about it. Seth Herzog just walked up and joined our group. Seth, what do you think? Oh, my Lord. About what? About About Blake, you mother... No, Blake, Blake, oh, the Jesus devil. Christ, our savior. You mean Blake? No, my he's savior. not your savior. He's, he's my savior. He's the devil. I'm now subscribed to the Church of Blake. No, don't, don't. Yeah. He's just a man. He's just a man. Herzog means you subscribe to Jesus Christ, our savior. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me tell you something. What did you see tonight? <sighs> what tell did me that. I see? My eyes need to be washed. I saw him pull the name out of a hat or guess the name of two people's dead. No, in my version, there's a hat. Relax, Sam. Let him tell his version. It's important that people listening, it's important that people listening know there's there no was hat. no hat. No. He asked. Well, what was there? There was like he a. He asked um, David uh, to name, think of a pet that died, put it in an envelope. David doesn't mean anything to our friends oh, listening. This who? other guy. And. <laughs> David Dukes. David Dukes. It was David Dukes. 
No, that's no. We do no. We do not. Uh, we're not friends with David Duke. Not anymore. We hate David Duke. Okay. We hate. You're David Duke. not friends with him. I'm not. You're not friends either. We are not friends with him. We do not like David Duke. And officially. And and then he asked um, Sarah Chalk to put uh, someone who had died name in an envelope, and then he wrote the names down on a plate, and he nailed and, uh, it. I got to be honest. Man to man, yeah. The only way that you could decipher what what we're what you're describing, yeah, is some sort of compact or or contract with the devil. I have no doubt that he comports with the devil, yeah, or is a agent of his works. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for that. No so, problem. Thank you. Let's say, ask you, Blake, before you ask the questions, or as you ask the questions, just did you know the answers before you even asked? I, I did not. I was trying to read the room tonight and see how how serious uh, of the questions I should be asking. Now, friends, now, friends, listen. I want to. I want to jump. No, hold on. I want to jump in here. Hold on. I want to jump in. I want to jump in. You all just heard Blake's voice. It sounded sweet. It sounded innocent and harmless. But friends, I'm looking in the face of the devil right now. Now, listen. I don't think he's. I don't think he's out to hurt any like children or anything. But he wants to destroy. Well, he wants to destroy America. I, uh, I figured it out. I figured it out, and I'm, I, I don't mean to be What do you mean dick. you figure it no, out? No, I don't want to be the party pooper who stands here and is like, oh, this is how you did it. But, but it just came to me. It just came to me, and so now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to out him because I know how you did the trick. Don't tell. No, no, no I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you because fuck, fuck this guy. That's okay. right. All right, all right, all right. I got it. All right. Camera tricks. Wait, there's no camera. Yeah. There's no camera, it sir. It was camera tricks. No it was camera. in the edit. They no. fixed it in the edit. No. I definitely, definitely there's, know it happened in real edit. time. It happened in real time. Stand by Sam Levine in that? You're no, wrong. I, You're wrong. I, You're I, both I'm wrong. Yep. I'm, I'm here with Blake Kevin Rom. I'm here with editor. Kevin Rom. Terrific. Hold on. I'm here with Kevin Rom, who is a star of uh, Mad Men and currently of uh, Lethal Weapon on uh, Fox. Oh, stop. Stop. Wow. Desperate Housewives. Wow. Desperate Housewives. Kevin. You, Kevin, you watched the the witchcraft tonight, and I'll call it witchcraft because it was you. You witnessed the witchcraft. What did you think? He is possessed by the devil. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was Kevin. That's Kevin Rami. He is a he's like a legitimate guy. If if I can add on to what he's just said. Uh, uh, Blake and his editor are possessed by the devil. You are yeah. wrong. No. So wrong. That, that was 100% fixed in He post. did it in front of us, you moron. He did it right in front of us. There's no cameras. It was live action. No, I'm pretty sure that was on no, tape. No, it was I, not on I, tape. I, you was, guys may have been. You were looking in his devil eyes when he did it. Fucking was. But th- it wasn't. I don't know what's real and what isn't huh? anymore after seeing that. But you know what's real? But you know what's real? True car. Uh, don't start. Don't start. I want to say this, so Blake, 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 how old are you? Blake, how old are you? 1942. Oh, wow. I am, Paul I am just bringing in. You're a liar, Blake. You're, nine, you're 729 years old because you're a wizard and a witch. And as much as I've tried to talk my friends out of killing you tonight, <laughs> we're going to kill you tonight. Yeah, sorry. That's why there's a witch. She's a witch. There's a podcast happening right now? Sorry, Paul Rudd, we only need famous people on the podcast, so can we find somebody that's, uh... Oh. I'm I know Will. I saw Will Forte. Yay! Do you know him? I do know Can you introduce me? Oh, my God. He's the funniest guy ever. I could in- totally introduce you to Will Forte. By the way, you were really good at the softball game today. 
Oh, you know what? Thank you so much. I mean, she's fishing. She's fishing for a comment because she remember all those. I was out there in the outfield. I caught two. No, you you crushed it. I was on your team. No, no, I know you bring it around. You you, first of all, that pop fly that came right to you. you She's fishing. She's fishing. It's disgusting. Yeah, because Charlie Day hit it to me uh, two ways. It was incredible. Yeah, but I what I was trying to say is I was on your team on the softball. I know you were. I know you were. Remember me? I was very excited by your by your play in the in the field. <laughs> Hold on. I just love it that we're doing a podcast. I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I do want to. I do want to say this, Sarah. Hold on, let me jump in here. Okay. I, I have accused Blake Voigt. Uh-huh. Blake Voigt. Blakevoigt.com. 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 I've accused. I've accused him of witchcraft. Uh-huh. I've accused him of being in, involved in the dark arts and and in league with the devil. Mm-hmm. And I want to say this right now. I, I'm not changing any of that. I do no, believe that. I don't still. think that you should. But if you want to be entertained, <laughs> go see Blake Voigt. <laughs> Because he's the greatest magician I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. He really is. He really is. You're amazing. How do you spell Blake Voigt? How do you spell Voigt? V-O-G-T. And if you heard that, spin it backwards, and it, it, it says, I'm now in league with the devil. Right, yeah. That's how. If you spin it backwards. Only if you spin it backwards. Only if you spin it backwards. <laughs> he really is. I, I'd say that Blake is in that rarefied air that maybe one of three people yep. of best in the world yes. kind of magic yeah. i would agree with you yeah that's paul rudd guys that's paul rudd it's beyond magic it enters yep. a it enters a it's a whole new category yep. of just yep uh, paul's favorite magician normally is weird al right well my i'm a big i'm a big amazing jonathan guy <laughs> no joke the guy knows what he's doing <laughs> he's on his game he's on his game he's on his game you know, and uh, and I'm a I'm a big Weird Al fan, as you know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, those. Basically, are, Paul likes anybody with a pirate shirt. I like anybody with um, an adjective before their name. Yep. Right. So he's not wrong. Weird Al. Yep. Amazing, Amazing Jonathan. Jonathan. <laughs> and tremendous and Blake, wiggle. You need to come up and with tremendous an wiggle. Tremendous wiggle. Audacious Blake. Tremendous wiggle. How how are you on Cedric the Entertainer? Well, I think he's 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 an entertainer. Okay. I mean, he's, he's, an he's an entertainer. He's an entertainer. is phenomenal. It's after, he's, but he's, you're, he's, it's a technicality, Sam. Sorry. It's a technicality. I don't know that much about his magic. <laughs> but, it, but it doesn't matter because I'm so entertained by him. He's, right. he's, he's an entertainer. Uh, thank you, brother. Thank you. That's right, true car friends. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what that stands for, but what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of your home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for that same car that you want. And your certified dealers know this. So they set their true price competitively so that they can win your business. It's real simple, friends. So 
When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit TrueCar, TrueCar.com to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Okay, this next clip uh, from the Big Slick Week, uh, Big Slick Weekend in Kansas City. I was out of the room. Sarah and Chandler cornered my sister, who was there, and tried to get dirt on me. Now, at some point, I, I walked by and I saw you guys with my sister, had her in the corner with a microphone, and I, I thought, this is not good. Even even at that late hour, I knew something was a foul. So I, at one point, I think I run over and screamed something, don't you, I? You screamed, yeah. You ran over, you caught us, and you screamed, I don't shit my pants. I don't. Let's go to the clip. Okay, so we're here with Julie, Rob's sister, who Rob has talked about on the podcast, and Chandler can testify. Yeah, yeah he says that you've beat him into submission. Uh-huh. Such a lie. Many times. And that you're the reason that he is uncomfortable with himself as a human being, which, honestly, I don't disagree with. I think that he should be uncomfortable with himself, to be but, honest. Well... There so, might be there might be a slight truth to that. My favorite my favorite story that Rob talks about is how you would trick him into laying on the <gasps> a hump in oh. the car because you'd be like, "No, I want the hump. I want the hump." <laughs> and he's like, "No, no, I want the hump." And then you would get you'd be like, "Oh, okay." And you would surrender and then he would get fat. So it's totally true. Right. Yeah. Because okay. he thought that he was trying to get the best of me, mm-hmm. but I was like, so I'm so much smarter than right. you. So he would be like, oh, I think she wants me to do this, so I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. That's and the whole so, point. That's what a big sister does. It's you trick exactly a little boy what into a big being sister an idiot. does. And so he, he completely succumbed to it. So what? <laughs> time me. and time again. So we only ever hear Rob's side of everything. <laughs> So we need Julie's side of what did Rob do to you when you were growing uh, up that oh. you're like, this motherfucker deserves to be kicked in the balls. <laughs> so to this day, it's a safe zone. No, don't worry. So he's never going to hear this because he doesn't listen to our podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Perfect. Okay. Here I go. Yeah. So no. He was um, actually, he was a funny little guy. Of course. Like, he would, so what you just said about him succumbing to, like, my trickery mm-hmm. was actually very true. And I, ha- I have to say, sometimes my trickery came from my friends because they were slightly more clever than I was. Oh, and interesting. I, I, and I wasn't quite sure that I could pull it off. But with friends, right, you could do anything. Do not talk to my yeah. sister. Yeah. Do not yeah. talk to my no. sister. We're getting the info about the hump. This, Laying this on the hump. Sneaky, this is sneaky bullshit. No, I want the real truth. You're not getting the real truth. <laughs> she will never tell you the truth. She's what telling is she Rob, it's over. It's just, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is the worst night of my life. It's not the worst. It's the worst night of my life. This what are you telling them? Plan. I didn't know you were going to be here. Please don't tell them when I shit my pants. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then you name the date. <laughs> Don't tell him when I shit my pants on July 14, 2012. <laughs> Talk about that at all, Rob. What are you talking about? Sure, right. yeah. We never even brought it up. And then it, all of it a was sudden July 13th, it by yeah. the way. It was <laughs> the 14th. It was the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Kevin, this is, do you know yeah, Rob's sister? I, we were leaving too, alone for two seconds. I come around the corner. They got my sister in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, getting the what? real truth. So tell me about when he walked out with the boner and he farted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> true, true. Every day. Everyone <laughs> can tell that story. <laughs> Wait a minute. Because that was last Wait, week. That's not, that's not interesting. Everyone can tell that story. Everyone, everyone can tell everyone that story. Right. Sam Levine coming in. Three days in South Carolina with him. <laughs> Come yeah, on. three days in South. I spent a weekend in Vegas with Rob. He was never uh, flaccid, not once. I was always calm. I never was flagellant. I, I, I ate very dry food. What are you talking about? The, the casino dealers could hear him coming a mile away. He was farting so much. Oh, oh, one time, one time, Rob, I had a little farty squeak going on. I just for every step I took, a little, a little tiny fart came out. One time. I just always say that your farts only happen in the basement of your house. Uh, that's not true. It also happens after I put my wife in the car and I walk around the back side of the car. I'll, I'll let one roll. I'll let a growler out. I'll let a hot growler roll down my thigh and out my, and out my denims. <laughs> Rob, I just want to put on the record that as much as you talk about poop, I've yep. never, yep. ever heard of you pooping your pants. Thank you, Chandler. <laughs> Thank you, Chandler. Sarah Tiana here. I've not heard that. I have n- only ever seen Rob shit his pants. Well, you're on Twitter, Sarah, so right. you read more. But I've I've known Rob for longer. I've known Rob for a year. You've heard stories of me shitting my pants. No one's heard a Only story. Only from you. I've heard the stories from Never. you. Yeah. You are. I've known you for one year. Her stories and not me. You're a good friend, but you are a stone cold liar. I've known you for a whole year, and that's all you've ever talked about. No, I talk about when other people take dumps. I think it's hilarious. When a, when a, when a Canadian. Hot D. Yeah, when a when a when a when a woman takes a hot D in a Tim Hortons and throws it at the the guy working the register, that's goddamn funny. I don't care who you are, that's funny. Julie, that's Julie, 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 Julie. For, for the record, why did you throw what? Your, that's his sister? You, you took a hot yeah, she at took Jimmy Norton's and threw it at the cashier. She threw her that's shit crazy. at a cashier. You threw your shit at a cashier? Not you my know sister. what? Now that I think about that video. <laughs> It it does look a lot like your sister. And nobody knows if she was in Canada or not. Nobody knows. Not even close. So let's start all over again. Real quick, I just need to clarify something, Rob. Uh, That movie, uh, Let's Be Cops. Yeah, great movie. Everybody loved it. Box office smash. I I had a lot of friends on that uh, movie uh, in the costume department. They said every day, every single day, they had to clean shit stains out of Rob's uh, costume. Every single day. Sam Levine is mentally ill, and he's a stone-cold liar. And this is, this is not me talking. I know it sounds like I'm defending myself or trying to create a wall of confusion. It's just stone-cold fact. It's clinically proven. It's, 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 it's registered with the state of California. Sam Levine is a midnight stroker. That's a, actually a medical term. It's a medical term. He's a midnight, midnight stroker and a stone-cold BSer. That's actually, that's medical. That's not me. That's medical. That's a medical term. Where do you see my medical records? In California. 
Yeah, internet, internet, California, yes. internet. Fake news. By the way, that's fake news. Trump supporter. Trump supporter. Rob called you an inglorious bastard before you even cast in that movie. (gasps) Just so you know. Got a burn, Rob Riggle. Wait a minute. 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 Burn him. Burn him. Burn him. Burn him. And we're gonna cut it off there because Rob Riggle is out. Okay, back to Julie. See. Everything's fine. You have to hold the mic up to your mouth. Are we back at it? Yeah, we're back at it. This so is this just, is just and, you and me? Yes, it's just me and you talking. So Rob so doesn't can, know. No, Rob. Whatever we talk about here is right. a safe it's space. All, okay, good. So Don't ever tell Rob I said any of this. I won't. All right. He, like I said, he doesn't listen to the, bo- the podcast. He's <laughs> right. never going to know. So it's all good. So just tell me one thing that he won't publicly ever admit. Hmm. But First already, of all, he, he always talks about how you connived him and used to beat him up and used to hold him down and uh, that you were taller than him and bigger than him. And That's so dumb. He's which makes a, no it's sense. No, it's no. Because he's not a right. giant human a, being. Exactly. So he acts like he was like, no, that's not right. He mm-hmm. had, he, he could have had the power. But he, he didn't really have the smarts to do right. that. So he, so. I, I feel like Rob was a sensitive boy. A little who bit. Who maybe would have cried very easily. <laughs> yeah. Did you he make was, him cry easily? You know, probably more than I'd like to admit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was a little bit of that. Do you and, still try to make and, him cry every once in a while? Uh, I, I've probably gotten more gentle in my, right. you know, right? Because, you know, you have a little empathy toward that one. Uh, but, because but you get bored. You're, because you're like, yeah, I made him cry yeah, so much. Right. But but in the moment, as a young kid? Yeah. Well, of course. How many years apart are you? Hmm. Four? <laughs> Four and a half? <laughs> I couldn't think about it. Hey, I don't I know. the three. It's, uh, a, it's a, you know, it's a range. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and when he first came into the house when you were a four-year-old little girl were you like this is my little <gasps> oh, baby i was like no what what the yeah. hell is going on because i ruled the roost right this was my domain right so seriously like this is nothing more than an interloper right and so i had no use for him so i and my so- sister is three and a half years younger than me and my therapist always says it's like <laughs> If your husband brings home a new wife and is right. like, no, I love her just as, I love you just no. as much as I love her. Yeah. No capacity. And they try to explain it and your parents are like, no, no, no. Uh, this is another new baby. Yeah. And we, I love you just as much as the new baby. You're like, are you no, kidding me? This is not what we decided no. on. I didn't say we could do this. Wait, we agreed that I was going to be number one. Right. I, and, and I will remain mm-hmm. number one. Right. And so whatever else came behind that, I was like, yeah, like take your place. Because no, I'm number one. So There's nothing more you, fun than calling your sibling number two. Oh, absolutely. Right. Completely agree. You're number two. You, you and you In can every stay way. there. <laughs> In every way, you're number two. Yes. I'm so, number one, but you're fucking <laughs> disgusting number yes. two. Yeah, so. <laughs> That's a part of it, but, Second but best. you know, that, that was a long time ago. No, Sarah. it wasn't, Julie. It wasn't that can you, long ago. Can you tell in my face that I'm First like, First of all, the only reason that you are so cute and so nice and being like, it's okay. We're just so loving and happy. But I'm telling Let's you break it down. as your friend that on the podcast, he constantly... <laughs> 
harps over how mean you were to him on National so, Sibling Day. Every we day. need to talk about that because right. he's got it all wrong. Right. So he's, please, he's, can you okay. clarify? Well, what, kind of. I would imagine that whatever he said, mm-hmm. but I don't take the time to listen to the <laughs> podcast. But if I did. <laughs> Then, Thanks for being then I would then I would probably go yeah just reverse all of that I, I, <laughs> you uh, yeah the opposite because I think that maybe he's got it all backwards okay so and with that being said he does crack me up from time to time but not when I was so when I when we were kids he kind of was annoying right and you know little brothers are annoying and. When you are the older sister and the mm-hmm. wiser sister, and you're like, you're so easily fooled. I mean, he's he will lay on the floor in the back seat of our car. Like, he didn't get it. Like, no. So that's easy. You're easy pickings, right. right? If I'm like, really, I can win on that. So, you know, you can kind of. Did you have any toys that you used to trick him out of giving to you? or um, it was It was probably more... Just stuff in general, because like we, we had different, right? We had different interests. You know, okay. we were in different, different realms, different, right. and and so we didn't we didn't operate in each other's worlds, right? Okay. He was doing the sports thing, I was doing dance and girly stuff, mm. and so we were in different places. But are you sure? Because he seems like a dancer <laughs> to me. He, he wanted to be, but he really knew he couldn't compete. Right. So he had to so do he the had sports. to go to the sports, yeah. right? That was a default. Yeah, nothing more Back than a default, land. right? Exactly. Got it, got it. I knew it. Did you know that from the start? I knew you it. You did. I know. It's, it's I kind can of... tell in him that he's always wanted to be a dancer, but <laughs> he's just like, but I was but just I a can't. better Marine. <laughs> You're exactly right. right. Yeah. So if you choose, Mister. Right. The if you really think that's. Troop, <laughs> you, yeah, better. don't. Right. Because right. really. Because I've, I've got this because so... Because <laughs> and, like, Rob would be the lead of them. That's right. Yeah, exactly. But he wasn't good So enough. he was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't go there. Mm-hmm. So he knew better. So have you guys made up? You're fine now? You don't hold any grudges against each other? So I hold no grudges. You hold no grudges. Right. Right. So what do you think As about I'm him? As I'm finding out. What do you think? Do you think he does? Absolutely. Yeah, he, he can't does. get over I'm it. I'm on a podcast with him every week. He talks <laughs> about you every week. So, so obviously he holds can, a grudge. Can, can you help him? No. Can, can you work on this? Can, I can't. Nobody Somebody can help to. him. Somebody. I know. We should probably talk Maybe. to Tiffany, his okay. wife. Right. Because... Um, but uh, she doesn't I, really care about him that much either. Right. So that's the yeah. other problem. What do you think? Professionals? <laughs> I'm quite, yeah. And I'm not quite sure where to go after that. No, no I don't know right. either. Exactly. We'll find him some help. <laughs> right. Do it. And uh, I, I, Sir, I think I might be on you now. Because okay. I, I really, I'm kind of out. Like, mic yeah. drop. You've, you're obviously <laughs> lost interest in helping him in any way, which May, I don't. Yeah. I don't blame you for. Um, I'm just getting to know him, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not really that invested either. It's oh my lot, god, it's Ta- a, Taryn Killen, by the way, is uh, yelling at Paul Rudd for some reason, and now and they're, they're doing more magic. Um, but thank you for coming on and clearing the air and yeah. saying that you're right. Thanks for having me. And, and don't tell Rob any of this, right? Oh, it's between us, right? Julie. Nobody's going to know. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. You're Love welcome. Love you. Love you. 
these next several clips uh, cover a lot of ground. They cover a lot of territory. Sarah uh, ended up talking to Martin Starr, Robert Schmeigel, um, and uh, Angela Kinsey. And, and Adam Devine. And Adam Devine, yeah. And so and Chandler, you were part of all this, yeah. too. Uh, and Because they won the bowling. Mm-hmm. And so, we, you know, you have to hear from the champions. Uh, and get their perspective. Uh, and I think there was some good stuff mentioned. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so there's there's a lot of fun to be had on these next three clips. Uh, I, I, I kind of want to hear them. I, I need to hear this. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Haley. I was going inter- to How was bowling for you today? Uh, it's good. You know. <laughs> you, said, no, you don't have to be 120, you know. 120? Yeah, 120. Mm-hmm. At a couple of nines and eights that should have been strikes. All but, right, you know, okay. We'll see. I'm going to check good. the tackiness in the lane. You know, there might have been a, a bit of an inside job coming on. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, where is uh, Adam? What are we doing? I'm interviewing you about your win for our podcast. Oh, my big win? Ms. Adam Devine just won. Your team won. And how did that make... You know, did it you was plan that? just domination. Yeah. Uh, from the start, it was... It was uh, a lot of a lot of strikes. Right. <laughs> also, a bunch of not strikes. Also, we didn't do that great, and that kind of reflects on how poorly everyone else played. So, didn't expect this win, but kind of expected this win. Okay, yeah. I believe you. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Big slick. <laughs> Why did you say that? Why did you say that? Because that's the. Charity, oh that's God. the thing. Yeah, big Slick. Just say Big Slick. Dot com. <laughs> Do they have a dot com? I don't know. <laughs> take, the, take the mic. Okay. We're on with Robert Smigel and you sure. just won. I was a co-winner of the bowling uh, thing thing. Did you know you were going to win the bowling team? I, I had a feeling we had a chance because everybody was good on our team. I was, <laughs> I was, I know Eric usually wins. Eric's, you are one of the best bowlers here and it's not something to be proud of. It's not something to be proud of. It's kind of like a redneck skill, I think, because I grew up in Georgia and like, we were, I know. were primed to be good I know. Bowlers. The best bowler on my team was saying he grew up in North Dakota. Oh. And I was like, yeah, I get that it. There's sense. nothing else going on. Yeah. I grew up in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> that's what a nerd, that's right. level of nerd I am, right. being a good bowler. Okay. I was in a league When's the last as time a teenager. I bowl with my uh, twin boys a lot. Oh. Yeah, okay. I'm very competitive. I don't let them enjoy it at all. <laughs> when I actually bowled a 200 with them <gasps> a, a couple of years ago, and... Um, you know, there's something wrong about a dad who's bowling that well while he's supposed to be focusing on his children. Are you uh, yelling at them to g- pick up their game? I'm not or? yelling at them, but I'm very kindly kind of cajoling them like, you're old enough to bowl with one arm, you know, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to, or you don't need oh. the, or, or weaning them off the railing. How old are well, they, That 30 took a or? while. <laughs> They're about, I'm not that old. No, They're 28. No, they are, uh, actually, I'm old enough to you're have 30 like, You're old enough to bowl yeah, with one long. arm at 30. <laughs> Oh, no, these boys were uh, nine when they're I thought nine. they were. No, yeah. they're ten now. Oh, okay. But around nine is when I thought, you know, it's time to time to bowl like so a. wean them off the It's like the bar mitzvah age of bowling. Right. Yeah, it's about nine where you go is, one arm. Is that the same with basketball, you think, with free throws? Like you have to be a certain age Oh, before. to switch from underhanded, yeah. you mean? 
These boys never did underhanded. No. Yeah, they just kind of didn't shoot from that far. Right. You're always. I always <laughs> assumed you'd be raising athletes. I'm sorry. I always assumed you would be raising athletes. So this is <laughs> this makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, you know, definitely uh, <laughs> expert bowlers and masturbators. No, I had to say that. Any comedian would have run for that one. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, well, I'm glad you won. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks Thank for coming you. to the Big Slick. I'm sure, you know, Riggle made you come or somebody did. No, he, he invited me once and regretted it. And uh, every year I ask to come back. Oh, He's like, nice. oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for not asking. For try- What would Triumph say? Okay. Like You're everybody welcome. else has ever asked me in my life. What, what? Oh, wait, something happening. Something is happening, and they're yelling at us. Okay. Okay, we could either leave now. What would Triumph say in this situation? <laughs> he would say, he wouldn't be funny at all. He'd just be describing it. <laughs> because he'd be off the clock, and, and then he'd hear, oh, no, you're not on the You're on the clock. Whose podcast is it? And then I'd say, Sarah Tiana, and he'd be like, I'm off the clock. <laughs> You see, because he's mean. Yeah, he's mean. He's mean to people and hurtful. Okay. Get some rest, Robert. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, okay. So I'm back from the Big Slick. Um, it's been a few days, so my voice is finally back. Um, we raised $2.1 million, so that was amazing because it was more than they've ever raised before um i definitely drank more in one weekend than i have probably since my freshman year in college when i was just trying to prove something to myself in the world um i played a lot of poker until five in the morning when um at some point rob came up to our table and was like i'm not gonna lie everyone here looks like human dog shit and uh, most of us laughed. Some of us argued that human dog shit is not a real thing. Uh, but we, <laughs> regardless, uh, we had a good time. Hopefully this podcast was uh, manageable to listen to and uh, not just like a bunch of drunk craziness. But I think you guys really got to see the uh, the real side of the big slick, like what the fans don't really get to see, which is just us acting crazy behind the scenes. Um, and I got to see it too. It was my first time there. So, uh, I had a great time. No one knew who I was. I was like, you know, me from podcasts. And, um, now I don't think the same people who know Paul Rudd are also Chelsea lately fans, but you know, I was like, oh, Chelsea lately five years ago, there were a lot of cool points at the hospital where the kids didn't know, who we were, and we kept having to explain to them why we were famous and why we were there. Um, but they had tubes in their butt, so who's the real winner? Um, at least that's what we said to them. We all had a good laugh at that point. Um, and at one point, someone asked me if I was Karen Killam. Um, not Taryn Killam or Sarah Tiana, just Karen Killam. And I said, absolutely not. Um, but she's really nice and she'll be here in a second. Um, so anyway, hopefully, uh, you guys had a great time. Thanks for listening to Riggles Picks. See you next week.
All right. Well, listen, hey, this was the big slick uh, nine. And I think Sarah and Chan did a great job. Um, I jumped in when I could, but I was hustling. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, you get a real behind-the-scenes look at a really cool event. And, and was- the funnest from not just us, but a lot of celebrities said it was the funnest charity event they had ever participated in. That's really cool to hear. Which was that's, very cool. Yeah, that's a, a great compliment. So, friends, hey, before I uh, jump uh, jump ship here, uh, Podcast One survey. I'll tell you what, friends, we could use your help on this one. It takes no more than five minutes. There are two easy ways uh, to begin uh, the survey, go to uh, www.podcastone.com slash my survey or go to podcastone.com and click on the survey banner. If you've uh, filled a survey out in the past, we thank you, but we still need you to do it again. All right. Help us out. Also, if you want to get some exclusive content from here at Riggles Picks, download the Podcast One app and go to the section of Riggles Picks. We talk about a lot of hot stuff on there that you can only get on the Podcast One app. That's right. Uh, thanks, Chan, for jumping in today and helping me out. No problem. <laughs> Deaths in Afghanistan. I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. U.S. forces say three American service members and a U.S. contractor were killed in a roadside bombing near Bagram Air Base in Afghanistan. Court documents show actress Felicity Huffman has agreed to plead guilty in the college admissions cheating scandal. She's accused of paying $15,000 to have a proctor boost her older daughter's SAT score. More changes at the Department of Homeland Security. A day after Secretary Kirsten Nielsen announced her resignation, the White House says Secret Service Chief Tex Alice will be leaving shortly. Three officials say the departures are unrelated, with Alice's move stemming from a personality conflict within the agency. That's AP Sagar Magani. A bond hearing has been adjourned until next week for a woman from China arrested at President Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club in Florida. A federal prosecutor says she had a device to detect hum- hidden cameras in her hotel room room when Secret Service agents searched it. She also had nine USB drives and five cards. I'm Ed Donahue.